right, Scott? I got a bad feeling about this. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Han Solo. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Can't wait. This is the Bart and Han Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number three, the power hour in New York. Bart and Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. The number's 800-919-3776. Say that again, Anthony. Okay, good. Chris Candy is here joining us right now. As we were expecting, of course, I just wanted to make sure he was there with us. CC, what's happening, man? Man, I can't call it, man. An exciting week two. A couple of my teams won this weekend. My Ravens got the big dub against the Chiefs last night, and then of course the Dallas Cowboys on the road against the against the Chargers. It almost makes up for what we saw from my New York Football Giants on Thursday, but yep. uh, but it was a good week of football, man. Can I can I share a story with you guys? Yeah. All right. So, as we know. Driving into New York City, you know, you're always going to deal with traffic. So traffic etiquette is a thing where, you know, when you're merging into lanes, you know, you t- it's kind of like you go now, now the next guy goes. Yeah, like it's, it's etiquette, one for proper one, etiquette, one for proper one. etiquette. So I'm, you know, we're on the FDR, I'm coming down and it's just time to now play that game of one for one. And so I'm just trying to like move over to allow the lane to my right to move in because we're going down from three lanes into two. Okay. So mm. it's etiquette. So this Honda pilot decides... Mm. No, we're not going to play that game of etiquette. I'm stepping in front of you. Like, mm. I'm cutting you off. Mm. And I'm letting you go. Ooh. What's and I'm like, mean? seriously? So, and I get, I, get, I get beeped at, and I get the hand. You know, the hand goes up in the rear. Yeah, like, well, hey, what are you on? But it wasn't that voice, though. <laughs> it wasn't that voice. Excuse me. No, no, no. It wasn't anything like that. It was someone, you know, that... Is a big Mac Jones fan. Oh. I looked at the license plate, Massachusetts. Ah. And I'm thinking to myself, how much more do I have to take? Like, I just had to deal with this yesterday. Now I got you and your Honda Pilot, and you got to cut me off. Like, how much more are you taking from me? Massachusetts, Boston, New England, Listen. Bill Belichick. <laughs> I've had it. I've had it. So, 11 straight games, you can't beat them once. And the kid doesn't even get one quarter in. I'm losing my mind. And then I get cut off by a guy from Massachusetts, of all things. Like, just keep punching yeah, me in the face. Yeah. That's the life of a Jets fan. Listen, listen. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm Massachusetts, I wouldn't be patting myself on the back because yesterday, if anything, I, that was clearly apparent, is that – it's the Buffalo Bills and everybody else because the difference in the, the, how those teams look and the Patriots look even against our Jets mm. and, and that game and what their inability to really, you know, they, I thought the defense played well. So it's okay, man. It's okay because, they listen, you crying today, they going to cry tomorrow. Well, Ooh, see, they, see, Chris. See, here's the thing, Bart. I, I don't know how well the defense played just because I don't know how aggressive the game plan was from Josh McDaniels on the offensive side. Like, I mean, the defense, they did fly around. They did have the energy and the effort. So I give them credit for that. But if you're Bill Belichick and you're Josh McDaniels, you don't have to have an aggressive offensive game plan where Mac Jones has to throw the ball all over the yard. You know, you got Zach Wilson on the other side and a Jets team that's from a talent standpoint, doesn't measure up to your defensive unit. 
So it's just one of those things where it's like, let me not allow my rookie quarterback to make the mistakes. Let me go ahead and put guardrails on Mac Jones, knowing that the other team's guy is going to make plenty of them and my defense is going to take advantage of it. And that's exactly what you saw yesterday. Four interceptions and a turnovers on downs. Like, to me, that was the whole game plan. Just don't let Mac make any mistakes, and we're going to get out of here with a win. That was similar to their game plan against the Dolphins, except Damian Harris ends up fumbling the ball in the red zone, and they end up losing that game. But the the Patriots were well on their way to winning that one, too. So I I, I hear where you're coming from with the Buffalo Bills. I'm not ready to, to count the Patriots out of this division just yet. I am, and these next two games that the Patriots have is going to be vital for them because they have the Saints and they got terrific time, who's a.k.a. Benjamin yeah, Button. That's Did you see the Saints yesterday about... against the Panthers? Yeah, not good. No, no, oh, but okay. listen, but, but right. Chris, Chris, but Chris, 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 Chris. Let, let, let's, let's keep that in perspective. I think that's being overblown a little bit. A lot of people don't understand. When you don't have eight assistant coaches and you can't be, have people to go out and help but you James make the correct— James looks like the guy they don't got, want him to look but no, like, No, no, though. no, 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 but that's because I think it just went off the rails. It's like you can, It can't be understated right. what it's like to play with about eight assistant coaches and what they do on the sideline, adjustments, what they do during the week, making sure that everybody knows the game plan. Every part is linked with each other, understanding what the other one is doing. You know what I mean? So I'm not going. I'm not ready to jump off the Jameis train right now. And I think it's more about how good the Carolina Panthers are and how good Sam Darnold is oh, don't, as well. Don't. Why? You know, don't. Right. Just, you know, with that in mind, let me ask both of you guys. And it's Barton Howard talking with Chris Canny. I'm going to ask both of you this. This is not my original thought. In fact, I disagree with this. But this is John Winthrop, our fearless leader, our our producer. You're rocking a hockey beard too right now. Just so you know, who. John, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's getting off the rails now. Yeah, he's got he's got got two young ones now to deal with in the house. So he's he texted me this that he thinks this is something we should be talking about, and this is where now I start to get I start to get angry. He said we're getting close to being there. Darn, uh, I'm sorry. Actually, let me get be, be, before that. Probably worth having some conversation about whether Jets Joe Douglas miscalculated with Zach Wilson over keeping Sam Darnold and the number two pick. Chris, we're two weeks in. Oh, should we already start saying maybe they made a mistake and should have kept Sam Darnold and traded the two pick? No, man, no, no. We're not there yet, man. And listen, as good as Sam Darnold's look, you got to consider the supporting cast that Sam Darnold has to work with. And from a talent standpoint, from a program-building standpoint, the Carolina Panthers are ahead of the New York Jets. I mean, they were a team that was on the wrong side of a lot of close one-score games last year, and now you're seeing a group that's confident that they can compete with anybody in the National Football League. Like The the Jets have a ways to go. This is their first year with their head coach, their first year with their quarterback. Give them time to grow. Give them time to learn and form an identity. I, I don't think we're at that point where we're just saying, oh, it was a mistake to get rid of Sam, because I will say this. There are some things that you see from Zach Wilson that you really got to love. First off, let's start with something on the field. Yesterday in the fourth quarter, he makes a throw to Braxton Berrios on a seven cut. That is just unbelievable. Like, you see that this kid has a live arm. The thing that I was probably most impressed with Zach Wilson from yesterday is what he said after the game. Like, he didn't focus on the booze, but he it got word got back to him that they were there. And the kid said, we deserve to be booed because we didn't play very well. I didn't play very well. When you have a quarterback that can have that type of awareness to accept accountability for a poor performance, especially in this town, 
Like you're putting yourself ahead of the game. Like it is the opposite of what we saw from Dexter Lawrence on Friday, right? Just being able to take some accountability because of how you lost the football game, how poorly your team looked, and say, yeah, I got to be better. We got to be better. Like when you have a quarterback that's willing to do that, it tells me that Zach Wilson has the right kind of stuff to be a franchise guy in this town. And then when you couple that with the physical ability, like it's only a matter of time before he figures it out. So listen, this game was always going to happen for Zach Wilson. We know how Bill Belichick is on young quarterbacks. Like this is one of those you flush it, you move on, you learn what you need to learn, um, and you try to get better. The one thing I will say about the interceptions from Zach Wilson yesterday, the one that I hated the most was probably the first one that he threw. Because, again, we're talking about him throwing a pick being late over the middle of the field in the coverage. He did that against the Carolina Panthers in the first half. Mm. That's something that he's going to have to get past. He can't do that. He's got to understand you can't make those types of throws in the NFL. That was a pretty great yeah. play, though, by the no. – was it a tipped it? Like, that was a pretty athletic play to tip that Yeah, ball. but the whole point is putting the ball in jeopardy no, now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, know, you're you can't right. throw the ball yeah. in traffic in the middle of the field and expect something good's going to happen. The Corey, uh, that part I understand. And then the one that Corey Davis threw his hands, that's on Corey Davis. You well, two of, yeah, that's on Corey Davis. Two, Corey Davis got to make that. Two I believe was on Corey Davis because if you look at the first one when he went over the middle Corey Davis was running an in-breaking route and he had the defender on his back and he stopped to, to put the defender on his back as he was going to stop and reaccelerate and like you know Zach threw the ball and he stopped running he, he came out of it like I understand he probably saw the defender on the other side didn't want to run and get hit mm-hmm. but like he literally stopped and, and put the defender on his back and then tried to take off again you can't do that when it's a breaking route you're supposed to come in stride because I got to make that decision and that anticipation throw like a, you know, right, a millisecond before yeah, you come yeah. out. So let's all agree then we're not throwing the baby out with the bat. No, ball, right? Like, no. like we, we, we've got it. This is something where there's no veteran backup. There's no safety net. There's no, okay, kids, sit down and watch the vet now go to work and learn a little bit here. There was none of that. This is going to be. Like like you said earlier, Chris, this is going to be you're going to learn from your mistakes, but you're not going to look over your shoulder. You're going to get out there and you're just going to be resilient and you're going to learn from this and get better from it. And as I said to Bart earlier in the show, unfortunately for 52 other guys, you've got to you've got to endure this. Yeah, that's the part that sucks. But I mean, I will say this, like the defense did show some fight yesterday, like they did. Like, they gave them a chance to be in that game. I mean, you saw that possession. I think it was, um, you know, right before the half where they got back-to-back sacks and they they forced a punt. The Jets ended up being able to work the ball into plus territory. Now it ended up resulting in Zach Wilson throwing his third interception of the game. (laughs) But yet and still, like, you had an opportunity to have that at a one-score game despite how poorly your young quarterback played going into halftime. Um, So so to me, like, it's just like if your defense can continue to give you opportunities to to keep you in games, that'll give your quarterback and that offense some time to kind of, you know, figure things out. And I think that – when your overall team is competitive, the way that they show for the most part in that first half, I think that lends itself to your young players having a better environment to develop. And they ran the ball well, too. I mean, they averaged over. And it could be, okay, that Bill Belichick was saying, okay, well, we're going to give Carter up. Carter can run, man. Yeah, but yeah, right. Yeah. And, and we, and, I mean, to me, to me, Ty Johnson is a hoss. Like, he's, he's the bell cow there. And Tevin Coleman is just a good change of base as he's an older back. He's like the Frank Gore. You put him in there, you can give him some things because he's smart and crafty. But I thought they ran the ball well after not being able to run the ball. And that could be a lot about, you know, the Patriots saying, you know what, we're going to drop more in coverage and make this kid try and go through windows. So mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, 
know, we're going to give them that. So we don't really know, but they looked a lot better, and those running backs looked a lot better. It's going to be a process. I, I, we, my, we know my, this. my issue is Mims. Like, because I, I don't well, understand. I don't understand the information coming out of Mims. It sounds like they don't really like Mims. It sounds like the kid's not doing his homework. No, no, no. See, you see, don't think no, so? Because no, that's what it sounds no, like. It sounds no, like he needs no, to know more. No, He's not putting enough no, work in. No, no, no. That's not it, man. No? So, so when, when you get new coaches, sometimes they don't like people and they like their certain types and they don't like other people's guys. And to me, it feels like they don't like his guy because we know that the talent is there. And don't give me this crap about, you know, if you're going to be the fourth receiver, you got to know all four positions. Because I promise you this. Yeah, but that doesn't I pr- mean what no, 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 no. I promise you that Elijah Moore doesn't know all four positions. That's my point, though. So There must be something more to it, and they're using this as the excuse that's what instead I'm saying. of actually calling the kid out for something else. No, no, that's no. What feels like. Well, first of all, they gave him food poisoning. Robert Sala, that, guy, that kind of guy. He's a player's coach. You no, think no, he's that first, kind of guy? First of all, they gave him food poisoning. Like, you know, well, so, they, so, so, don't, so don't give me that. He got that at the facility. So him well, losing 12 pounds and not, poisoning. well, he ate at the facility, lost yes. 12 pounds. So yes. that's not on the kid. But the fact is, we listen, if you have a talented player, you can't tell me. And he, his excuse is, well, Keelan Cole and them isn't going and, and something, Vincent Smith or Jeff Smith yeah, yeah, isn't, going, Smith, yeah. it, it isn't going to relinquish their spot. What spot do they have? Like, what the hell did they do other than play special teams? What I'm trying to say, Chris, you understand this too. It's 53 men on the roster, right? You can't tell me that you can't tell somebody on special teams, hey, you got to do a little extra heavy lifting because we're going to put one of our special team guys down to put up Mims because what he gives us on the offensive side is the ability to stretch the football field and give you a big target, not a little target like Elijah Moore, where you know Zach Wilson can't even see him and he can't elevate him and win over the top. That guy can move to the slot. If they know all the positions, then put them in the slot. Put this kid at the one spot that he knows. If all he can do is go straight. Slayton, you think Darius Slayton knew all the plays? No. But no. what could he do? He can make plays going straight. And he so can if run he can do really, that, really exactly, fast. He exactly. can run really, really and, fast, and, 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 and he's like He's like a 4-3, right? Yeah. Well, oh, what is Mims? Oh, 4-3. And what is Mims? 6-2. So I think I'd much rather have a guy, even if Mims ain't, ain't, ain't even catching balls, you ain't throwing the ball to him, the threat that he's going to eat up the corner and the safety allows a guy like uh, – Corey Davis to operate, allows a guy like Crowder to operate, allows a guy like uh, Elijah Moore to operate. It's something going on here, and it's been stinking since training camp, and I don't like it because we know that he can play, right? We understand that they've cut all the pieces, what, all but three people from last year's draft. Mm -hmm. This one we know can play. You can't tell me what my eyes saw last year, and you can't tell me my eyes don't know what it's looking at. Yeah, but I mean, we've been around the league long enough to know that these are the games that coaches in front office is play with guys. And when it comes to Mims, man, you know what the physical gifts gifts tell you. Like the guy is six three, runs four three, and can get downfield in a hurry. And we've seen him make some 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 athletic plays in his short time here with the Jets. So you can't sell me on this guy not being able to help Zach Wilson in some shape, form, or fashion. Like being able to He's have some type, 40, Chris. being able He's to have some type of role to help Zach Wilson, your young franchise quarterback, develop. This feels like one of those things with Rob Sala and Joe Douglas. They're cutting their nose off to spite their face. Because this entire year is about the development of Zach Wilson. And you mean to tell me that based on what you've seen, the offensive output the first two weeks, that you couldn't use more talent on that side of the ball, especially at pass catcher, to be able to help your young quarterback? That's the part of it that doesn't make any sense. So to your point, Bart, something stinks with this Denzel Mims thing. And maybe the organization is saying, hey, we feel like we can flip them and get a draft pick and we can get one of the guys, we can get somebody else in here that will be more so our speed, one of, one of our guys that fits culturally. 
But I mean, in the interim, in, in the interim, what are you doing to your young franchise quarterback if you're not using all the weapons mm-hmm. in the building at your disposal in order to help the kid have success? Yeah, no, it's, it's certainly something to keep an eye on with the Jets. Certainly moving forward, Chris Candy joining us here on Barton Hahn. Let, let's let's just go around the league a little bit, Chris, with you as you mentioned at the very top, your Ravens, and what a what an ending to what, what was really a, a really exciting day of again. Uh, in the NFL with some great finishes, including that one in Lamar Jackson and also Harbaugh. The two of them getting together at the end. What do you want to do, Lamar? I want to go for it. All right, let's do it. Let's go for it. The trusty shows there, but also just exercising the demons and finally beating (laughs) Mahomes and the Chiefs. What does it tell you about what Lamar Jackson is, the show that he is, but also, Chris, that relationship with him and Harbaugh, that in that moment, really said a lot about those two and the trust factor that they both have with each other. Well, it's big trust down in Baltimore, and Bart know that. Like, that's that's how they get down. They believe in their brand of football, and with that particular decision, just seeing John defer to Lamar and decide to go for it on fourth and one, like that's, you know, and dialing up the play to give it to Lamar and let him try to get that get that first down, letting him be the short yardage back. Like, that's that's impressive to me. Now, the flip side of that coin is, do you really want to punt the ball and give it back to Pat Mahomes? The answer to that would be no. So, I mean, they they saw an opportunity to go out there and win the game, to be aggressive in that circumstance. The analytics tell them that they have a higher percentage of being able to win the game if they go for it on that fourth down. So that's the decision that they made. But big picture, I thought that last night's game makes a statement to the Baltimore Ravens about you know their overall philosophy and how they want to play. Like, Baltimore believes in being able to run the football, and Lamar Jackson is going to be their primary ball carrier, and they proved that that's good enough, that formula works, when they're going up against the team that's probably going to be favored to win the conference for the next three to five years in the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. It's Pat Mahomes' first loss as a starter in the month of September. Um, I think there's something to be said for that, like being able to exercise that demon, being able to get that done. But overall, just being able to to bounce back the way that they did in a short week against an opponent that they hadn't had a lot of success with. And Al, the resilience that that Ravens offense showed all night long was really, really impressive. Like Lamar throws a pick six, they come right back down, six-play, 75-yard drive for a touchdown. Right before half, they get a couple of penalties. It's first and 25 from their own 21. They end up getting a field goal out of that. Or coming out of the half, they end up having a second and 24 from their own 38. They end up getting a touchdown on that drive. Like being backed up, making those mistakes, and then finding a way to get to the other side of it and have productive drives. Like that's something that you got to do against the Kansas City Chiefs if you're planning on beating them. Their defense didn't give up any huge plays, right? I mean, they had a couple of, of big catch and runs, but it wasn't a whole bunch of deep balls over the, over the top of guys' heads. And I think that part of it, forcing the Kansas City Chiefs offense to be a little more patient than they wanted to be, paid dividends in the second half because you got the interception off of Mahomes on a football that he shouldn't have thrown right. when his team has a double uh, a double digit lead and they were able to force that fumble at the end of the game on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So I think that the Baltimore Ravens for them, you know, showed that their blueprint for success is actually one that can work against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I just I think that was important for them to be able to prove that for themselves, and I think this is going to help them be able to get back on track uh, moving forward. Hey, Chris, sometimes you can get a blessing in disguise, right? And I think the blessing in disguise, not that you ever want anybody to get hurt, but Marcus Peters being hurt, I think, forced 
uh, wink to, to, to play more honest and not try and say, okay, well, my guys can lock up anybody. And then you look at Tariq Hill go crazy for like 100 yards. They yeah. made sure they bracketed him. And they played defense the way it was supposed to be played. And they didn't go like all risk it, no biscuit. They didn't go all gas, no breaks. Right? They had patience. They understood that, hey, make Kansas City, you're going to give something up. But let's not give up the big plays and see if our guys can get interceptions, see if they can get turnovers and fumbles. Now, I think going forward, that, that has always been the, the, the recipe for success against Kansas City. Being physical at the line of scrimmage making sure you can jam guys at the line of scrimmage because you know that you can double them behind them because you know you're backed up. You know, Wink is usually played when he has Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith would usually be yeah, on Kelsey. Yeah. You have Peterson mm-hmm. on one. Then you got Humphreys on yeah, the other. But the Ravens, these guys the Ravens give up could huge go, plays. Yeah, the Ravens could go man coverage when they got all their DBs healthy, right? When you yeah, got Peters, that, Humphrey, and Jimmy, like you can play man coverage and you can get away with it even against the Kansas City Chiefs. But, they, but, but they have always, they've always gotten burnt that way and got beat. I always thought they should yeah. always play two man and always get yeah. You should always bracket. You know, sometimes you can't be too well, arrogant. You should always bracket, you know, Hill. Well, Bart, I thought the, the most important thing was they did take away Tyreek Hill, right? They, they right. took him away. He had three catches for 14 yards. So like they, they took him out of the game and that speaks to my point like not giving up a bunch of deep shots to the Chiefs. Now did they give up the big ball to Demarcus Robinson? Sure they did. But that was the only one. Like the the other big pass plays, the catch and run by Byron Pingle, Pingle, uh, Pringle and then the catch and run by Travis Kelsey. Like those are catch and run plays. Like you'll you'll live with giving up those even though you don't want to. What you can't live with is the Kansas City Chiefs and what they did last week against the Cleveland Browns with Tyreek Hill. They have a drive, one play 75 yards for a touchdown. Right. Or they have another drive, three right. plays for a touchdown. You can't do that. Force them to have six, seven, eight play drives and eventually that team will end up making a mistake and your defense has to be ready to capitalize it on it. I liken it, Bart, to the Golden State Warriors of the mid-2010s, right? That's a team that they want to get out in transition, shoot threes, fast break, that kind of thing. What you want to do to try to to try to beat them, slow the game down, force them in their half-court offense, and run them off the three-point line. Get that's back. that's essentially what the Baltimore Ravens did. We're going to run you away from being able to shoot those deep shots downfield. You're going to have to do things underneath, and you're going to have to put together drives. And we're betting that at some point our defense is going to be able to come up with a stop, and our offense isn't going to miss when they get opportunities to put together scoring drives. It's, it's funny, Chris. It, Bart talked about this thing with, with defense. DNA with certain franchises. The Ravens showed their DNA last night. But but I, I got to point something out here. It's getting hot in the studio now. It like, feels, can you fix that? It feels Chris, so good. I keep it at 68. Ambient, 68 degrees yeah. in the now studio. You keep it at like 66. Well, really. today I put it at, I, for you, I put it at 68. So he gets up in the middle of a segment. I'm like, where are you going? He goes over to the thermostat. And he and he he taps it down. He taps it up. He puts it at seventy four. Come on, Bart. What no, bro, you doing, now, man? No, no, I am now uncomfortable. What you doing, bro? It's I was just trying to get. Like, to, I was just trying to get to seventy. Nah, I just want to be at seventy, man. He wants to be at like sixty eight. What, what, what do you want? Why do you want it bomb me in the studio Thank with you. two dudes? I, I don't understand, Bart. What even, you trying to get done? Do it. Yeah, I don't want my nipples. I don't want my pointing out. I don't, don't, I don't want to start sweating, and then you're sweating, and now it's like two dudes sweating in a and it's gonna room. get fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You never yeah, freezing. Yeah, yeah, you never. Yeah, you're talking about two dudes or three dudes who have all been in a sauna and a steam room with people with no clothes on, but now you all of a sudden now you got an issue with it. Are we in yeah, the sauna? Yeah, but you ain't in there with three guys for Thank three you. hours. Come my on, brother, man. my brother, my butt. We doing? Yeah, this is getting. Bro, what I'm saying is, listen, Chris, my nose, the tip of my nose was cold. 
I had, I, I, listen, I had, I had mucus about to come out you my nose. Not. You did not. That's how cold This was had not it a here. dumb and dumber you on the back of the moped. This was definitely not that. All right? Stop it. Feels good. And in by here. the way, it smells different when it's hotter in a room than when it's colder in a room. It, Am smell, I wrong, it smells Chris? like my coconut hair you know, spray. It doesn't. That's gone now. Gone. Let me spray my coconut can you, spray. Can you put that back down to 68? This is what I do. I'll with put it Chris. to 69. Bart, why do you Compromise. want the workspace to be all amazing stuff, man? What, what's up with that, bro? Nah, he just. This, Come on, man. It, and, and on top of it, by the way, I will reveal this. You ain't at training shorts. camp, Bart. You're he's doing a radio shorts. show now, man. It's okay. Let that go. Tried to explain it to him, Chris. I really did, but you know how it goes. You know, oh, well, 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 listen, you and Chris I, I, are the outliers. No you and Chris are the we outliers. We are not the outliers. 68 is the okay, ambient okay, room okay. temperature. What okay. are you doing? Okay, what did they say? What did what did our polls say? What did the people say? Oh, Don't oh, tell oh, me what you and Chris, oh. two big Bart, Bart, burly Bart, men Bart, over 6'6", six, six, weighing Bart, over 240. Y'all big men. That's why y'all temperature always high. Well, That's right. Bart, I'm going to say it like this. If you keep your thermostat over 72, I feel like I can't trust you. I, I just that that that's just where it is. Like I'm willing to take that. Like I feel like I feel like that defines your Chris. character when you're willing to let your thermostat go over 72 degrees. <laughs> Chris, but, that 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 is that is true. That is true for people that weigh over 250. Yeah, and over six six. Of course, y'all heat is always a little hotter than us. Well, but uh, but us little people. Oh, uh, now you're a little, you, you, now you're a little, little person? Now uh, he's little. See this, when, when, see this? Chris, you see this? Chris, outweigh me by 100 pounds, man. Hey, hey the other day we were talking to Derrick Henry. You, you 60 lost pounds. your qualifications as a little person once you got out of middle school, bro. <laughs> you need to go ahead and let that go. You okay, ain't got well, no listen, neck. You, 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 don't, you, you can't be a little person. Chris, you would be a super heavyweight. I would be, be, a, I would be a cruiserweight. I'm a cruiserweight, man, so cruiserweights no get cold. Be no cruiserweight, man. Stop yourself, man. You 240 pounds. Relax, Chris, bro. But you got me, but you got me by 40 or 60 pounds. Of course you hot. Well, Bart, I'm a defense. And plus, you're closer man. to the what sun. You you're to closer say? to the sun, Chris. You're 6'12. I don't understand the point that you're making. We're both big guys, and yeah. big guys don't want it hot in rooms, generally speaking. There's with nothing each other. wrong with that. With each with other, With each other, Chris, too. Exactly. You got it all hot and musty and humid right in there, man. What are you hey, doing? Hey, phrasing. You're supposed to be a good right. team. You're not being a good teammate right now, Bart. Like, you're not you. being a good teammate. Look, I don't know I'm why you want to ruin your reputation. Why you want to ruin your name in these streets by being a bad teammate to Alan Hahn and keeping the thermostat turned up, man? This is not you. Don't be that guy. But Alan didn't tell you that he has a hoodie on. So if if you want to be cold, he got a hoodie on. No, no, no. It's a tech hoodie. Oh, nah. It's a tech hoodie. hoodie. It's a tech hoodie. Well, that's a part of his swag that he's going with today, Bart. But it's a hoodie, though. See how he's attacking me now? I have this argument all the time. Like when people, when you go, like remember we used to have roommates in college and stuff like that. And I would have a roommate. Did you have a turn, turn on seventy five for them too? No, no. He would, he would turn, <laughs> okay. he would turn. No, the Florida dudes always they love AC, so they turn the air all the way down to like sixty five degrees. Mm. But then they roll up into into yes. the blanket oh, that's, like like that's, a burrito. Oh, that's awesome. So that's stupid. No, it's not. It's so cozy. Cut, that's stupid. Uh, Why roll yourself up like a burrito? You roll yourself up. Why? Because you're cold. Yeah. So you don't want to be cold. But so no, if you don't want to be cold, just take off the, the blanket. Thing, but Take Bart, off the hoodie. Bart, here's the problem, though. Here's the problem, though. If it's cold, you can always put stuff on to warm you up. Thank you. If it's hot, what you supposed to do? Is Take your clothes you off. Come in in shorts. With other guys uh, so in the room, we're just done with, with phrasing, with, uh, with right? That's guys, not a thing I anymore. Naked. <laughs> with, with, with other guys in the room. Oh. Oh yeah. See, this is what this is where the conversation now <laughs> right? has reached. This that makes point. a sharp left Man, turn, right? Yeah, I realize left I, am, I am alone. How many times have Chris been in naked in a, in, a, in a hot box with people with men? 
Yeah, so Chris, hey, we'll do this each week. Yeah, so Alan, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Great to have you yeah, on, man. as always, my man. Tell Bull I said <laughs> what's up. Canty. Oh, don't start that trouble. All right, so we will get, to, we will get your calls going. Hey, tell them bring me a chicken stick, too. Tell, tell, tell them next time you're going to roll, man, give me some chicken sticks and, and mail them to me, man. I want, I want food poison. I All want right. some days off. I, I'll say this, Al. Yeah. Gola Jr. said you're going to have to stop laughing for free, too. He, he threw that warning shot out there. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> he said you're going to have to stop laughing for free. He said, Bart, fair game, but he says he's going to pull you into this, too. You keep laughing as sticks. hard he as you la- laughing. Whoa, 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 laughing for free? Yeah, laughing for free. Laughing for free. for free. You've been laughing at all the jokes back and forth between him and Bart. You've been laughing really, really hard, and he's saying that it's getting to the point where he might take offense, and he might bring it. He might bring it to your front door. That's all I'm saying. You're the messenger now. Is that what it is? Tell tell Baby Bull. We're gonna tell Baby Bull. We're gonna have a bet where we where we bet whoever loses got to put a lace front um, on. I'm getting brush waves. Wow. And see, that's the thing that he was going to get at Allen about. He said he may or may not have that just for men working for him. Just putting it out there. Oh, but do you, that, do you think I'm in denial? I'm 50 years old. Yeah, what do you think? He's distinguished. Wait, they, you, we even got it on his avatar. doesn't have any work done. We even got it on his avatar. Yeah, come on. I his got avatar the, has gray, gray hair. right on the avatar. I am not ashamed. Again, Tom Brady, stop it. All right, if that's the best you got, please. All right, Chris. All right, guys, later on. Good stuff as Peace. always. This is 98.7. ESPN. All right, let's get to some calls here, Bar Scott, because we, we touched on a lot of different things with Chris Candy, some things that were not even related to sports, but okay. And I'm, st- I'm telling you right now, the more and more reaction on Twitter is that you are wrong and Chris and I are right. Oh, okay, yeah, so say the guy that's reading all the tweets. That's right. Because at first, I control it, it. At first, it, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. leaning my way. Yeah. Anyways, let's go to uh, Austin on Long Island. Austin. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Uh, big fan of the show. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, I think Zach Wilson's going to be a star in this league. I think, you know, the first two weeks, you know, had to come out in his NFL debut, play Sam Darnold, and a lot of expectations from the fan base and around the NFL. You know, he had to outplay him, like, right off the bat to prove the Jets made the right decision. And then week two, going up against the Pats and Bill Belichick, and a uh, divisional opponent. Like, he finally has a part in his schedule where he can kind of just settle down, just play football, not many expectations around him. Also a big Islander fan, Allen, and, you know, they're probably going to win the Cup this year. How about so, getting you know, Zidane Chara? Ball, guys. How about getting yeah, – you got it, Austin. I mean, getting Zidane Chara. Now, I know he's 44 and I get it, but have you seen Tom Brady? No, no, seriously. And I, I, He's not going to be your top pair guy like he used to be. He's not a Norris guy, obviously, anymore. But getting Zidane Char is another character guy that just gives you a reason to feel like, as I complain about all the New York teams, Bart, I mentioned this the other day. This is a team that gets it right. The owners understand it. Are you, you, doing, the that, best. Are you doing that hockey? Yeah, we're going to do that hockey. Are you going to come to a game? Let's do that hockey. I will. I will. But you're, avoid, you're avoiding the biggest story out there right now. The fact that We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. Man. But at least you have one Jets fan who's going to give him some time. <laughs> yes. Let's go to Danny in Centerport, Danny. Hey, guys. How are you? Alan, man, you know, I used to call you all the time in the early evenings when you mm-hmm. had your spot. And yep. you used to have some 
some great talks together. Bart, listen, man, thanks for giving me some of the best memories I've ever had as a Jet fan, man. I'm I'm 51 years old and be 52 next week. I've been a season ticket holder since I'm eight years old, man. So there's not much I haven't seen. To talk of pulling the plug or any nonsense like that is ridiculous. Thank you. To pull this to to, to boo this kid yesterday is ridiculous. This kid by far. Listen to me. He's the best quarterback we've drafted in the last 20 years. You can see it. The kid's just got the footwork, the arm, the control. Listen, he was gunslinging yesterday a little bit. He's got to slow it down a little bit. But this kid is by far the best quarterback we've drafted in a long, long time, man. Just like the last caller said, this kid's got a chance to be a star. At least he's going to be, you feel like he's going to be directed properly by the right GM, the right coach. I mean, you know, I am stoked. I am so over the moon watching this kid play quarterback. I can't even begin to tell you. It, you know what? It's refreshing to see it all. I'm pumped that we've got some young talent. I mean, right as you know, Bart. I think the sky's the limit. Just let him let him, let him stop gunslinging so much. But man, yeah. he throws a beautiful ball when he's on and dead accurate. And you can just see the natural throw of the ball, man. Yeah, thank Danny, thank you. Yeah, it's it, I, I, Bart. I'll obviously let you take it from here. But I'm just going to say, as simple as this is, like you know, it's going there's going to be some lumps. There's going to be some mm-hmm. bumps. He had to have a little comeuppance. He had to realize, like, yeah, you got the talent. Like I think Daniel. He said it just because you can make that throw doesn't mean you should. Right. And he learned that, and let's see if he learns from here. I don't I don't begrudge fans from booing. You paid good money, you spent a Sunday, you go to the stadium, you expect to see something, so you're gonna get booed. That's that's part of the deal. I have no problem with the booing. But to give up to 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 already just start saying that this kid isn't the one. It's way too soon for that. It's not necessary. We're supposed to have patience. We were told to have patience. Have patience. Yeah. You talk about Mac Jones yesterday. He did what you wanted to see a young quarterback do, and that's give the balls into his playmakers and let them do the work. A lot of times he was going for the big play where he had guys wide open in his in his face. And really, what's what's happening is he's not seeing it fast enough, and he's delayed. And, and what happens is you know windows open and close in this league. And if you throw it when the windows open, it's going to close it's by the time late. the ball get there. It's yeah. too late. So. We just need him to start throwing and delivering the football with anticipation, which takes time, understanding, reading coverages. Remember, Patrick Mahomes said his first year, he didn't even know how to read coverages, right? Mm-hmm. So if Patrick Mahomes, the greatest in our game, can't read coverages, how can we put the same pressure on this young kid knowing that he doesn't have the same cast that Patrick Mahomes had around him that can help him absorb some of these mistakes and overcome some of the, the shortcomings of his roster? That's exactly how I'm feeling. It's just we're going to have to live through it, and unfortunately it's not going to be pretty at times. Let's go to Todd in West Islip. Todd. Hey, what's up, fellas? Great talking doing? and love the show. So, Thank you. I just wanted to say, you know, I agree with you 100%. Now, you know, we got to pump the brakes here. Everyone's bashing this poor kid. You know, and I get it, right? A lot of expectations coming in, second overall pick. I, I get the frustration. I'm a long-suffering Jeff fan myself. But I've always said, for the first time in my life, I feel good about the direction of the team. I feel like the leadership is finally taking a, uh, the proper course. And, you know, if he, he's a rookie. We have to expect it. But... Everyone in the division is one and one. We're one game back. We can have a couple of wins, pop up a couple of wins, if something clicks. But wait, Todd, but Todd, defense, are you going into this defense. season? Hang on, Todd. Are you looking at this season at any part of you? Is any part of you going, you know, maybe we can make the playoffs? 
None of that. I have. I did. I don't feel any of that. I don't want to feel any of that. What I want to see is let me just watch this kid. Like I feel like this is that no pressure kind of season. Let me watch this young guy. This is the youngest yep. team in the league. It's a new head coach. Let me see how this comes together. And in December, I want to feel better about the team than I did in September. Yep. That's all I want. I'm not expecting playoffs. Yep. Look at the AFC. It's way too tough to even think about making the playoffs. So I don't want to even think about it. Let me see you be competitive and get better and better. And when you end this season, I want to feel like we've got something to build on here. Let's go from here. That's all I'm ex- That's my only expectation is just be better at the end of the year yeah. than you were at the beginning. You, you know one thing we're not talking about? The corners. We're not talking about corners, right? Because we thought that was going to be a concern, and it looks like they done they did the right thing. You know, because the corners haven't given them the balls over their head. They're playing pretty good. They're playing pretty, actually better than pretty good. They're playing damn good. Thanks, and Doug. the linebackers are coming in. Fadakasi, you think about Quentin Williams. Quentin has to get in shape a little bit more. Understand he's coming back from the foot injury. He's not quite in the shape where he can keep it going, you know, that, that constant motor. Right. But that defense has been legit. And I tell you what, Franklin Myers is going to become a, yeah, a budding yeah, star. You're hearing his name more yeah, and more. he's going to be a budding Remember, star. Remember, you're also missing Lawson. I mean, so, you know, you still, that's another piece for next year to think about. And and on the other side, no Mekhi Becton. I mean, you don't have him over there as well, but the offensive line wasn't the same issue. It wasn't as much an issue. They were able to run the ball. So just get, like I said, just get better and better. Everyone wants the microwave. It's not going to happen. So you're going to have to learn to live through mistakes and understand the kid doesn't have to look over his shoulder. Is this the best way to do it with no net? Probably not. But this is the way they choose to do it. And as Mandalorian said, this is the way. This is just how it has to be. This is 98.7 ESPN. Before we get back to the calls, so quickly here, though, uh, more booze yesterday in New York because we're all miserable about our teams. Aside from the Islanders and the Nets, who really has true championship DNA right now? Like true championship DNA. The Yankees. Stop it. So Garrett Cole is your stopper. He's supposed to stop the bleeding, right? When things are going south, he steps in and he gets it done. He gets rocked yesterday. I mean, that Cleveland just embarrasses the Yankees again. Another 11-run performance for them. The Yankees are now a game and a half back of the second wild card, Bart Scott. It's been a hell of a they, September. They, they, they're out of the second it's been a, a, a September to misremember. Yeah. My Lord. So he doesn't he doesn't play well. The Yankees are, are Does he deserve to get booed? Because this is the first bad performance he's had. I, I don't know if you're season. booing Cole or you're just booing just the whole the whole thing. Like if I was there, I imagine I'm not booing Garrett Cole like you stink. I'm just booing all of it. Like this sucks. All of it sucks. Now I can't even get a good performance out of you. That's the booing I think you do. If you're a Yankees fan, you have every damn right to boo. They are the most disappointing team in New York. Wow. In, come on. That's strong. They are because they're actually built to do something. You're going to tell me, give me another team compared to them in this city that you would have high expectations of going into this season. The way they were built. And you can't, don't give me the injury excuse because injuries are part of the, the issue for this franchise for the last X amount of seasons. It's always something. Everybody deals with injuries, everybody figures it out. The Yankees seem to not. It's always like debilitating. 
But they've overcome the injuries, you know, year after year after overcome year. Overcome it to do yeah. what? No, though? no, no, no. I'm saying the first two, and I think sometimes when you when you when you when you like everybody lives up to the expectations. Everybody they, they find. Remember two years ago, I forgot the dude that they had Mayben. They, they everybody was just, they were just finding people off the streets. They were coming in and contributing. Parrot man coming around, like everybody contributing, right? <laughs> and like. Sometimes you, you, you think that it's all going to work out and you're so too nonchalant with it. You don't make the improvements that you need. I don't know. If they, if they, listen, they don't make it to the postseason. They got to have some serious discussions about how they're going to build they don't make the team. Playoff, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to hear this whole like heads should roll and get rid of the manager. And it's all not that. the manager. No. Eventually it stops becoming that. It's got to go to the players. Personnel. Yeah, got to go to the players. And that's the, I mean, Gary Sanchez, can you, I mean, can you catch a pop up? I mean, you're part of your job, but I know he hits a home run, so we're supposed to be happy, but I'm telling you right now, man. Did you talk about DNA? Where's the Yankee DNA? Well, you had that impassioned speech to Giants fans on Friday. If you missed it, you got to check it out. Impassioned speech to Giants fans about DNA. Where's the Yankee DNA right now? Where is that Yankee? And I'm not talking about, oh, you can't keep living in the 90s. I'm talking about the last hundred years of Yankee baseball. Where is that DNA? Because it lacks with this current group. And if I'm in if I'm in any type of leadership in that organization, that's what I'm concerned with. Not not the injuries and everything else. And fans booing Garrett Cole, they're booing everything. They're not booing Garrett Cole personally. They're booing just the whole thing. And I don't blame them one bit. I would if I'm there, I'd be booing too. This is how fed up I am. Am I watching? No. No, Garrett watching. Cole's pitching. I'm like the hell with. That. I'm not. I'm not even. It's not Sunday. even. It's Sunday. Well, I understand it's Sunday. It's football Sunday. I get it. But I'm serious. Like even even Saturday. Like, am I watching? I'm not. Wow. I'm not. I'm just y'all hear, not. Y'all hear I'm that not Yankees? Engaged. You're not even worth Allen's time anymore. I can't. I because I can't. I cannot get engaged because it's just been too frustrating. It's just been maddening. Wonder what it, what it, so that's why you don't blame fans for booing, expressing their frustration because they are by far the most disappointing franchise. In New York, because of what they're supposed to be and what they've become this last month of the season. The time you're supposed to be winning. This is winning time. Let's get back to the calls. 800-919-3776. Jonathan and Roslyn. Jonathan. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Two points about the Jets. You know, they talk about the McCagnan era, and, and we don't have any players from that era on the team. How many 2020 Joe Douglas draft picks were on the field yesterday. I, I get your point, right? But you know he he has made. One, you know you talk one. about Zuniga, you talk about Austin Davis. Really hasn't showed up yet. Um, you know he did make the trade for Franklin Myers. It wasn't draft picks, but you know Makai Beckton we know is a player, right? So we can't we can't deny him that one, right? We know that Vera Tucker is going to be a, a player, right? So he is not like he's listen, the youngest he, team in the league. Yeah, he's missed. He's he's hit and miss on some guys. But I think that we all can agree that they're moving in the right direction, right? And they're starting to get more talent. We that want defense, to believe that. Yeah, that, but well, you need to see some progress. Well, well, Bryce, Bryce Hall, Bryce Hall is a player. Mm-hmm. We, we did we hear anything about anybody going over the top? You know, Jabari or or, or, or anybody go deep? Nelson Aguilar? Anybody beat anybody deep? Embarrassing? No. Right, and then that's been a kind of a non-story. The fact that you know the secondary and the corners have held up, and we don't even know their names. 
Yeah, I, look, again, we're so focused on the quarterback is that we're we're not focusing on some other areas of the, the defense team. defense played well. The defense was competitive. Well, they weren't. They didn't play well. They missed seven tackles on the yeah, one touchdown. Yeah, but that's one play. But the, you talk about it's four play. Four, you talk about four turnovers. Big play. You lost by 19. Right, even the Ravens gave up a big play. Everybody gives up a big play, right? It's, it's what, they, what they were able to do on a consistent basis. They were able to answer the bell after being put in adverse situations after adverse situation with the four turnovers early on. They had him in that game. It was only thirteen three at halftime. That's because that defense never, never wilt and never broke. Right, and it was a disappointing start, but it doesn't mean it's over. Obviously, for the season of expectations that are way below playoffs, everybody understand that. So, do not throw out the baby with the bathwater. We are not doing that to Zach Wilson. Not now. This is ninety eight point seven ESPN.